This is episode 213. Are you currently telling yourself what a crappy time the last year was? Or why you can't wait for next year because it's all just going to be magically better? In case this isn't your first rodeo, you probably know that a New Year's Eve party never really made the next year any different. So in order to get you thinking differently moving forward, what we're doing on this episode is a practical exercise for you to check in on the last year of your life using this little numerical assessment that you can use to put your year into perspective so that you can focus on the good, learn from the bad, and put a plan for growth into place for your next chapter. Ready? Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? How you doing? How you feeling? Big uh, Christmas consumption has probably happened for you in the last few days. So it's that time of year, right, where uh, we kind of go to town. We kind of give ourselves permission to enjoy all of the things. However, I know because this is not my first rodeo that uh, most people aren't really that good at giving themselves permission. And this is what permission looks like for many people. And I want you to nod really aggressively (laughs) if you relate to this, just so all the people around you or in the supermarket or on your walk think you're totally crazy. But when you give yourself permission to have the drink or to have the chocolate or to just go and have, you know, thirds, fourths, fifths, all that stuff happens at Christmas time. But irrelevant of Christmas, when you give yourself permission to go into that space of eating the quote-unquote bad food, do you actually give yourself permission? Or do you give yourself that little bit of leeway and then a few hours later, or even immediately after, but a few hours later, you end up getting into bed, staring at the ceiling, feeling how that food has made your body feel and how it's sitting in your gut and how you can kind of feel the the brain fog or the the gut problems or you maybe you've already been to the toilet to deal with some gut problems and this is the piece this is the piece you just savage to yourself you just telling yourself that you're a piece of shit and that you're no good and that it's like you're weak and you don't deserve to be healthy and you suck and you know maybe it's not all of that all of the time but are you mean to yourself are you cruel to yourself after you've enjoyed what I like to call mood food, otherwise known as bad food to other people. If that's happening, then you are not giving yourself permission. You are, in fact, breaking the rules and then self-punishing for breaking the rules. And if that's what's going on in your world, then you're doing it all wrong because I'm going to guess that you've been doing that to yourself for many, many years. And if being that savage to yourself actually worked, wouldn't, it have worked last time or the other 400 times you've tried it in your life? If speaking to yourself like shit actually moved you into positive action, would it not have worked already? I can see you nodding aggressively. Thank you for participating. (laughs) That's why it's still, still my mission to coach 300 people to get control of their emotional eating so they can lose weight and actually keep it off without counting calories or eating rabbit food. And Permission and dealing with inner self-talk is a huge part of that. It's a huge part of that. If we don't get that bit right, we are stuck on the yo-yo of diet, dieting and calorie restriction and calorie counting and 
staring at ourselves in the mirror and binging and punishing and starving ourselves and screen smoothing followed by punishment and rewards and all of this kind of stuff that's just a never ending up and down up and down up and down so we're still there we've still got uh still got some spaces and things are about to change in a really cool way in that space but there's a couple of days before they do so scroll down to the show notes below click the link and get involved if you're someone that wants to get control of that emotional eating because spots are filling up and we're almost full which is a pretty cool thing to be able to say at this time of year anyway today's episode is all about reviewing the last year and the chapter that has been so that we can set ourselves up for some positive informed intention for the way we move into the next chapter that is 2023 New Year's is a time for planning, it's a time for reflection, it's a time for new beginnings, new awakenings, new dawnings, the closure of some things, the beginning of others. Um, And the truth is, I've got a bit of a dual perspective on this, and maybe you do too, right? Um, I like to believe that uh, we don't need the new year in order to begin anything, right? We actually don't need it. We can actually start anything we like at any time and we actually have seasons throughout our life that are not defined by uh, dates of the year or times of the year. We can go through a rough season that goes for several months or even several years. Uh, We can go through a positive season. We can go through a grateful season. We can go through a season of healthy relationships. We can go through a season of terrible food. We can go through a season of not being good to ourselves. And these are not really defined by the New Year's period, right? In fact, I actually kind of think that New Year's is a fallacy because it pushes everybody, well, not everybody, it pushes almost everybody into this space where they lie to themselves for a month and then go back to the life that they were living beforehand. And if you think about that over the course of your adult life, how many decades did you crush it for one month in January and then return to who you were before? So every year of your life, you've lived 11 months being a version of yourself that is much lesser than you really want it to be. But in January, you launched off You're ready to be somebody new and you might have done it for a week or two and signed up to a few things and and then by February you kind of forgot, bailed, withdrew, were like, ah, normal life will catch up with me. How many times has that happened? How many years of your life have you spent 11 months of every year doing that? So maybe New Year's is a bit of a fallacy because it's kind of like, hey, let's lull everybody into this false sense of security that uh, they'll sort their shit out for a change, but they won't. (laughs) You won't. Maybe that's what's happening. However, I said I have a dual perspective on this, right? So one perspective is that we can have seasons that begin and end at any time, and we can actually choose those. If you're empowering yourself, you can choose when that season begins, any day of the week, any day of the month, any day of the year. However, the other thing that I like about New Year's is that Life does go in seasons and Mother Nature provides us a couple of those seasons depending on where on the globe you live. And so when it comes to deciding what to do in the next season, I really do like the idea that Mother Nature has put a line in the sand for us to measure things by, uh, which is, you know, the cycles of the sun and the seasons of the the weather and how that influences the plant life on the planet and, of course, us as humans as well. And so... The human experience is governed by cycles and patterns and rituals. And if I think about it, everyone that's ever wanted to work with me, literally ever, wants to work on 
the rituals, the patterns, and the cycles within their life that are governed, again, by the sun. They want to improve their daily habits. They want to improve the way they wake up in the morning. And it's all governed by the same type of season. It's just we're looking at the season on a daily scale at this point. And so everything in the world of health is governed by this. So dual perspective, right? I like that we can choose when the season begins ourselves, anytime we like, feeling empowered, ready, willing, and committed to make change any day of the year. But also that this this time of year does allow us the opportunity to reflect, take a bit of space from possibly work uh, or family or people and just calm down quietly and reflect. What did we not like about the year before? What went well? And this is something people often forget. They often forget the wins. And I deal with this with my clients all the time. I literally have said so many times on coaching calls, all right, everybody, wins. What went well this week? And everybody starts with something mildly positive and ends up explaining why they suck, basically. And this is a common human trait. We're not used to letting our light shine and we're not often championed for letting our light shine. So this is me giving you permission to do that. I want you to reflect on the shit that was great, the amazing stuff and the stuff that was actually shit (laughs) because there's good, there's bad. And some people say I had a bad year when actually they had two bad months and it just felt really, really heavy, right? For me, this year has not been amazing. I would say it's probably about half and half. Half of the year's been pretty good. Um, half of the year's been not ideal. And I'm pretty confident that those months have been interwoven one to the other, one to the other, one to the other, back and forth all year. It's been a bit of a roller coaster for me, but it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. Um, I developed some amazing connections and relationships this year. I learnt a ton in my business and many of those learnings were painful. (laughs) Painful, embarrassing, (laughs) all sorts of different things. But the other side of that is that the learning allows growth, right? It's like the idea of a bushfire that goes through the old growth forest and wipes out all of the old and allows for new to grow. And so, what I want to do today with you and for you is give you a little practical activity in order for you to assess your year. And I want you to focus on the good and the bad, right? The heavy and the light, the positive and the negative. Uh, So, I want you to get a pen out or pull your phone out. And you could do this in your head, but it'll be much easier if you get a pen out. So, what we're going to do is we're going to create a bit of a rating system here, a numerical rating system out of 80, So, 80 is the top most number that you could get. You could get 80 out of 80 and that means that basically you're God (laughs) or your perspective is just phenomenal, like next level. (laughs) Um, And I want to go through each of these eight categories. So, I want you to rate each of the eight categories out of 10 and at the end, we'll add it all up and we'll make it hopefully something out of 80. Um, And the reason that I want you to do this is because awareness is the most important tool to make change. If you actually want to make change in the next chapter, you need to be realistic about the past. And one of the problems uh, about a lot of things we do is many people, and it's funny because I'm an emotional eating coach, many people make judgments and decisions and comments and commitments and breakups on feeling and not on data. What I mean by that is that the human mind and most people's soul and body is conditioned to disproportionately focus on the negative. And so, you might be throwing away things or giving attention to things that actually aren't as bad as you think they are. 
think of it like this. If you have seven good days in a week and one day is really bad, which is the most memorable, right? You remember the terrible one. And so I want you to reflect on this year and think of the good and the bad because if it was all bad, you'd basically be dead. (laughs) It wasn't all bad. Um, So we want to create some data and obviously that data is informed by the way you feel about it, but I want you to also pull out the good. Same as I do in my coaching calls, I force people to dig out the good. And usually, if you were here live with me and you managed to find a way to talk about negative stuff, I'd be like, so, what you just did there was ABC and actually what we need to go to is W, which is the wins, what actually worked this week. And in this case, it's this year. All right. So, category number one out of 10, fitness and movement. How was your fitness and movement this year? This can be yoga. This can be regular walks. This can be um, maybe you've got an injury and you've just, you just committed Uh, in order to recover that injury or or maybe half committed or maybe you fully committed Um, or it can be yoga, Bikram, anything that's to do with moving your body, getting your body stronger, fitter, healthier, cardio, weights, resistance, all of that kind of stuff. How did you go moving your body? Oh, it can also include sport, of course, sport, competitive sport, social sport, anything where you're getting your heart rate up. Now, this is the most important thing because a lot of people talk about incidental movement, uh, which is like, you know, making sure that you walked to and from the printer at work and uh, that kind of stuff. That does fuck all. Like, yeah, sure, it's good to move your body to get some blood flow to the muscles so your legs don't fall off eventually. Totally. It's worthwhile. Keep walking to the printer. But it does nothing for fitness. It does literally nothing for fitness. So, you want to actually be raising your heart rate. Um, So, out of 10, fitness movement. Next one. Food and nutrition. How was food and nutrition this year? Out of 10, was it good? Did you stick to a relatively consistent healthy eating routine? And when I say consistent, it's better to be good two days of every single week than have two weeks where you were amazing and the rest of the year that sucked, right? Even if you got healthy every second day. So say you had a binge every second day but that motivated you to be healthy for the day after. That's like 182.5 days of eating healthy. That's fantastic, right? Perspective, hey? Perspective. <laughs> so, food nutrition. Did you eat well? Did you punish yourself with food? Were you awful to, your, to yourself with food? Were you doing things that you didn't really want to do and you didn't understand why? If that's the case, maybe we need to work together on your emotional eating. Um, but yeah, food and nutrition. How did you go? How did you go? Out of 10. Next one, stress management and download. What do I mean by download? Um, So what I mean by stress management is not did you have a stressless year because no one's going to have a stressless year. It's ridiculous. The stressless movement is ridiculous. You need to get better at managing your stress and understanding how to navigate the emotions and responses that come up in your body when stressful situations arise. Um, And download could be a practice of journaling, meditating, walking barefoot without your phone in the grass so that you're centered, you're, you're working on stress management. You can have lots of different stress management techniques, but did you manage your stress? By the way, stress management cannot be managed with by taking points away from another category. What do I mean? I mean, stress management cannot be I had a glass of wine because that takes away points from food and nutrition, right? So, Managing your stress with things that cause more stress to your body is not a positive stress management tool. So we've got to be realistic. 
Were you good with your stress management and download strategies? It could be venting to, to your partner. It could be having conscious time sat down in front of your partner where you share each other's bullshit from the week and you let each other download it and get it out and manage it and hug, kiss and whatever else you'd like to do in order to manage that stress, right? So we want the stress management to make sure that it is positive and not causing stress in different ways on our body. Uh, the next one, self... Hey, hey, my listeners, what's up? If you're enjoying the episode thus far, please consider writing a review and dropping in five stars on the Apple podcast page of this show as it really does help the visibility of the podcast to guide other people to find it. And as well, it helps other curious people just like yourself prior to tuning into the show to see whether or not this podcast is a good fit. And I, of course, hope that it is. And so that's really the best way to support our work and what we do here on the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. Oh, and I also love seeing you share the episode on Twitter Instagram or Facebook and I often reshare those posts so be sure to give me a tag at Matty Lansdowne. Okay, let's get back into the episode. Care. So this kind of kind of goes into the so stress management a little bit but stress management's on its own thing. I wanted to create self-care by itself and what I mean by self-care is space for yourself to enjoy things that you enjoy because you enjoy them. And what I mean by this is hobbies is brunch with your friends, is maybe it's time with the family, uninterrupted time with the phone off. Maybe it's date night with your partner. Maybe it's just simply being able to have one one hour bath a week uninterrupted and you've negotiated that with your partner, with your family. And if you don't have kids or, or someone at home, then that you actually take that time for yourself away from Netflix, away from, you know, other things that stimulate and stress the system in the other ways. Self-care. Do you spend time caring for yourself and nourishing the parts of yourself that get pleasure and happiness from meaningful things that you enjoy? Self-care. So important. So important. And if you're rolling your eyes and you're like, oh, well, I'm a zero on the self-care because, Maddie, I'm a mother. It's a myth. Oh, I know you just got triggered just then. I know you just got triggered. Um, Because you've got five minutes. Everyone's got five minutes. There's mums out there that make it happen. There's dads out there that make it happen. There's single people out there that don't make it happen, right? We've all got our own stories and our our own narratives going on about our life. And that's the kind of thing that we need to um, work on changing. A lot of that stuff is deeply embedded and it's, that's why it feels triggering. That's why it feels confronting and that's why it feels like it's impossible to change. But I guarantee you it is totally possible. So self-care out of 10. Next one, boundaries. How were you with your boundaries in the last year? Were you able to communicate to your boss that you couldn't work till 9 p.m. every night? Were you able to communicate to your partner? Actually, that thing you've been doing for seven years it just really bothers me. Were you able to communicate that? Were you able to end relationships that needed to be ended? Were you able to let people in the room know that you actually can't eat that food because it doesn't make you feel amazing? Boundaries are in every area of your life, not just with people. Boundaries with yourself regarding food. Are you able to manage yourself around food and people and social environments and alcohol and communicating these boundaries as well? That's a challenge for some people. Were you able to find your voice and say, hey, I don't think that's okay. Or hey, that doesn't sit well with me. Or hey, I'd feel so much better if you could go about this in ABC method. 
And we actually did an episode uh, covering this exact topic just recently, talking about communicating boundaries. And it was episode number 212. All right, the next one, relationships. So you can probably see all of these are intertwined. But relationships, out of 10, how are your relationships across the last year? Are they healthy? Did you tend to them correctly? Did you let someone down? Did you let yourself down? Did you allow other people to let you down? How are your relationships with your kids, with your friends, with your clients, with your colleagues? How are you feeling about your relationships? Remember, we're going out of 10. Do you feel like you could show up in some relationships a bit better? Do you feel like other people could show up a bit better for you? That's a boundary conversation. It's like, hey, come back. Be nice. (laughs) Next one, financial. Financial. How did you go this year with money? Have you gotten better at managing it? Did you spend time with your money this year? And I include money in this list because money causes so much stress, causes so much stress and anxiety and uncertainty. So becoming money literate is one of the healthiest things you can do given so many people retire into poverty and don't know how to manage their money and they work for 50 years or however long it is and still have nothing on the other side of it but mountains and mountains of negative debt. There's positive debt as long as you know how to use money. But I want you to be healthy. And if you're just going to work for 40 years to spend your money on chemo or insulin or insert long, long list of medication, like what is the point? (laughs) What is the point? So how are you with money this year? Did you get a bit more money literate? Did you open your accounts more often? Did you set up a habit with your partner of sitting down to talk about the money regularly? Did you get some money education? Did you save a bit this year? Did you make an investment, a smart investment decision? Remember, out of 10, we want to acknowledge the positive and the negative so that we're acknowledging the good and the bad of the year because it wasn't all bad and it wasn't all good and we want to be real so that we can collect data to move forward into next year with. And the final category, category number eight, is spiritual. And you might be like, oh, what does that mean? I'm not really a spiritual person. And that's okay. What I mean by spiritual is if you're a religious person, uh, maybe it's your relationship with God and your connection with God and the way that you've embodied the values of the religion that you follow. Or it might be that you've really got into meditation and yoga and really connected with your inner self and done that real inner spiritual work on yourself this year, or at least started playing with the idea because it can be a bit overwhelming. It's an unknown world, but that's the place where a lot of the work happens. We have to go within self. We realize at some point on our healing journey and our health journey that we've been looking for answers outside of ourself our entire life. And the truth is that we are our most powerful master and going within is actually the way that we create the life we want to create, the body we want to create, the health we want to create, and most importantly, the mind we want to create. And I say that because the stories that we tell ourselves every day, that's the stuff that we end up enslaving ourselves to, is the, the savagery. So how did you go with spirituality this year? Maybe you learned a bit about energy healing or shamanism from from this podcast. We've done a few of those things. Shamanism and energy medicine has been around for thousands of years and still very much here today. Maybe you started adopting a new belief system about how the universe works and how energy works and how your intention works and the, and the ideas and thoughts that you think and the, the things that you push out of your body energetically speaking. 
and how they influence the world and how the world influences you. All of these things come under that spiritual umbrella of, you know, perspective on how the unknown things of the universe become known or play out. So, out of 10. So, at this point, we've got uh, a possible 80. A possible 80. I would love to know how you went. How did you go this year? Was it a great year? Did you get above, say, 60? 60, I would say. 60 and above is a great year. That's, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good year. Did you have a bit of an average year? Sort of around the midway, around 40-ish. That's, uh, that's about where I am this year. I'm about 40. <laughs> it's been, uh, there's been a lot of challenges this year for me, but there's been some very beautiful, supportive humans that have been there to make up that 40 points that is there. <laughs> um, was it a bad year? Was it just straight up shit? Are you like, you know, 30 and below? Where are you at? And what we want to do from this is to bring the awareness and what with the awareness, I want you to bring grace. So if you're feeling heavy about this information or you're feeling sad or a bit depressed that this is what's going on, it's like things just didn't pan out for me this year and I've tried so many years in a row, I want you to follow up that with grace. I want you to extend your arms in front of you and then wrap them around you. Give yourself a hug because sometimes it sucks. And if you won... You did above 40, 50, 60, 70, and close to 80. I want you to give yourself a high five. You're like, yes, this is amazing because you want to affirm that positive behavior. But we want to introduce grace if you're feeling uncomfortable about it and be like, you know what? It was a challenging year. Be real with yourself. It was a challenging year. But I'm a human and I'm here on this earth learning how to do it. Life doesn't come with a manual. And every year I'm listening to podcasts. I'm getting into programs, I'm connecting with communities in order for me to be able to grow and heal and become healthy and improve myself. And this is all part of that journey. And I'm just a human and it's okay. It's okay that this is where I'm at. If you can start practicing that in response to that savage voice inside your head, you will go a very long way. And I really believe how you do anything is how you do everything. Because literally this morning, Literally this morning, I talked with my client group that if you're, the pattern that's going on for many, many years is unhelpful and that pattern is to look at yourself, feel shit and then go and do more things that make you feel like shit, then guess what? We're going to be in that situation in January where for three weeks, we feel like we've got our shit together and then we go 11 months in one week being our old self. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We want to do things differently. And I want you to start practicing right now. By giving yourself grace. Maybe you haven't done the score or calculated anything. If you haven't, whenever you catch yourself today, being savage, being mean, I want you to catch yourself and give yourself grace. The other thing I want you to do is I want you to celebrate the good. Because amidst the crappy year you may have had, and same for me, I've had a, I've had a crappy year. Um, there's been good. There's been good. Um, and for me, in my journal... I'm writing a list or have written a list of the people that are worth celebrating and the people that were there for me in really tough times and the gratitude that I have for them and all the things that I'm grateful for. 
which sometimes I'm not very good at gratitude practice because when we're down in the dumps and life's tough, it's hard to be grateful for stuff. But forcing yourself into this grace for yourself but celebrating what did work is really important because you get more of what you focus on. And if you get in a practice of focusing on the wins, focusing on the good, you will eventually start producing more of that in your life by default. It's always there. It's always there. It's like when you buy a new car and you never really saw anybody with that car before and then once you've got the car, you start seeing people with that car everywhere. You get more of what you focus on. There's so many real-life examples of this. So I would recommend for most people to make sure that they relax a little bit with New Year's resolutions. Don't go in swinging for the hills, right? Don't get caught up in the hype. I'm happy for everybody to make a positive change any day of the year that they like. But what I would like to just encourage you to do is not necessarily get caught up in the hype part of it and and take your time to make some well-thought-out decisions about how you can do this stuff beyond January for the rest of the year or at least for the next couple of months and make sure that you don't bite off more than you can chew. You don't want to repeat the patterns of the past where you overwhelm yourself, you dive in too deep, you're in a place that doesn't really have any uh, community, you're not in a place that supports realistic goal setting, Uh, you want to focus on lifestyle goals, not temporary restriction. And remember that it's about getting up each day and focusing only on today, only on the meal in front of you, only on the challenge in front of you, not the weight of what Ever else is impending and coming beyond this current moment. So I'd love to see uh, maybe in the comments, maybe in the the reviews on the podcast, the written reviews. Thank you so much to everybody that's ever written one. They really help the podcast grow. And as that grows, it allows me to make sure that I can basically support my own life. <laughs> um, so I'm very grateful for that. So maybe you want to share your score out of 80 with a friend, a family member, maybe you want to bring them into the conversation and get them to, to do it as well. Maybe you'll sit down with your partner and even your kids, get them to, to, to practice this. And it might actually be a really positive experience because you'll all be spending time together, maybe even flicking through your, the calendar in your phone and looking for like, what did we do earlier in the year? Because like I said before, the only things that will be seared into your memory are the, the negative ones. So sit down with everyone and start start reviewing the year. This is a really healthy practice to get into. You could review the month, the week, the day, whatever it might be. Again, we don't necessarily need new years in order for these behaviors to happen, but it's a nice time of year for Mother Nature to provide us that we can actually take the space to do such a thing. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here in 2022. Your support has been phenomenal. And I'm so grateful that I have such uh, an amazing, loyal listener base of people that get value from this podcast, that enjoy the content that I put out, that don't mind a little uh, F-bomb here or there <laughs> and, and allow me to show up uh, just totally inauthentically me, um, speaking my truth based on my experience of my health professional journey, but also as a human in the world that's uh, you know trying to figure it out myself and has spent lots of time emotional eating. Many people wonder why a man helps women with emotional eating. I mean, I help everybody with emotional eating, but mostly women. Um, and there's lots of reasons for that. And maybe I'll tell my life story on a podcast one day, but also my mum might shoot me. <laughs> or my family might. No, 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 I'm totally kidding. Um, 
But anyway, thank you for being here. I'm grateful. Would love to see you share this podcast if you got something out of it. More importantly than sharing it on social media is sharing it with somebody you believe will get value from it. I'm here to help change people's lives, not to get lots of followers on Instagram. Lucky, because I've got deplatformed from Instagram. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing your numbers out of 80 in the reviews, in the Facebook group, in the DMs, wherever it is. But more importantly, you share those with your family members. Focus on the good, understand the bad, give yourself grace and do what is best for you today. We'll see you next year on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional. Thank you.